0: hello and welcome to indians on deck my name is matt schlichting and as always we're here with brian heminger brian how was the week
1: it was a pretty interesting week we'll get to it there were so many good offensive performances that had to make a couple tough decisions so That's that's always a good sign.
0: Always good when we have difficult choices to make. But we'll go ahead and get started, as always, with Tristan McKenzie. Brian, what did we learn this week about him?
1: Absolutely nothing. I have not heard a peep about Tristan McKenzie. Just still playing catch out there in a field somewhere.
0: Somewhere. (laughs) We'll see him someday throwing fastballs again. Uh, Nolan Jones is our number two. I believe he did a thing.
1: He he hit a dinger, and you yes! wrote, nothing else matters. <laughs> <laughs> I did write that. <laughs> what, was, what was kind of funny was in the exact same game, Stephen Kwan, who has pretty much hit singles, doubles, and triples all season, but a, a ton of them, uh, decided to also hit his first home run of the season. So had uh, two very nice uh, long balls. And from what I heard, uh, Jones actually got off to a slow start with his power last year and then finished with 19 home runs. So hopefully this is the sign of many more dongs to come for Nolan
0: Jones. Maybe he's just a, a white guy that has the same problem that apparently players from the Dominican and Venezuela and so forth have ending home runs early season as soon as summer comes around. As we've learned with Carlos Santana in every season except this season. Edwin? Edwin, same way. They just start ripping the ball 427
1: feet, but I don't know. I can't complain too much. His uh, on-base percentage for the season is 424 still. so that is... Yeah, that's
0: very difficult to argue with.
1: So moving on, Tyler Freeman, who is quickly becoming one of my favorite prospects in the whole system, had a monster week. At seven games, batted 414 with 452 on base percentage and a 586 slugging with a home run, two doubles, and two walks. Did strike out three times, though.
0: It, we're at the point where, with Tyler Freeman, I think every week we could just say, he's so good. He really and is. just move on.
1: He is incredible. And we'll be answering more questions about Tyler Freeman later in the show. Spoiler alert.
0: Mm hmm. Bo Naylor was our next person up, and he had a very good week last week, and then
1: it's, this week happened. It's a little deceiving, because you, what you don't know is the, Indian, uh, the Lake County had a suspended game this week that they finished that had only gone one inning. And Naylor filled in and went two for three with a double, I think, and a walk. So you can add that to his stats if you want. And that would make them look a lot better, because without that, the other four games weren't so hot. He had a 133, 188, 200 slash line. But he did have a really good game uh, yesterday, uh, Tuesday, which where in game one of the suspended game, he stepped in for the the other catcher, who I think is injured right now, had a really good game. So this is is a misleading week.
0: Yeah, I didn't realize that he had... Extra statistics that we weren't counting here, which I'm guessing on fan graphs, it would go back to. Yeah, it would date
1: it back to like April 8th or something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which Apologies.
1: No, It's it's completely understandable. It was really weird. You looked at uh, like Will Benson. He actually hit an extra home run this week that I'm not even counting. And uh, on the box score, even though he hit it yesterday, it said it was his second home run of the season. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> because at the time he only had hit one home run during this game uh, heading into this game so revise everything it
0: just, so even, everything yeah, and then it just pushed,
1: happened yeah it pushed every other home run one extra so to give him 10 on the season but yeah so it was a goofy it's a goofy thing they do I don't know why like like the Indians after winning the suspended game or the, the Lake County captains after winning the suspended game were like 8-2 and two. And then, after losing the the second game of the doubleheader, were like twenty five and seventeen.
0: George Valera, he's our next man. Yeah, did, uh, he he did appear I, I...
1: in extended spring training. He's been he's playing extended spring training games, so that's good. And he will be, uh, from what I heard, he walked in both appearances, <laughs> in at least the, the one game that the guy watched. So people are afraid to pitch to him. That that's what that's what matters. And he's on pace to be making his season debut next month. As we've said many times
0: on this podcast before, I'm just, I'm just waiting. I want to see him play real life baseball. I want to see him drive the ball 475 feet to the opposite field. It's time.
1: He's very, very exciting player. And I can't wait. I I just, I want to see him mash.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So our, our next man up. Interesting batting line here. Yeah, very Brian, interesting. What what happened?
1: <laughs> uh, Bobby Bradley had a point zero nine one batting average, but a three ten on base percentage and slugged two twenty seven. So when he did hit the ball, it went for extra bases, and then he walked a lot, and had a really bad bat up for the week.
0: One eighty two bat up for the week.
1: So, a very, very strange uh, batting line. But, hey, we'll take it.
0: 125 batting. Yeah, 125. That's way worse. (laughs) Yeah,
1: 182 was nailers when not counting the other game. Uh, Moving on, Brian Rocchio. He also appeared in uh, extended spring training. Looked good from what I heard. I think he hit a triple in the game. He was one of the top offensive performers in the game that the guy watched. So, uh, he just, he'll be ready for Mahoning Valley, uh, in June. So keep your eyes peeled. About three weeks now, guys. We're getting there. It's almost time. It's almost time.
0: Uh, our old friend Luis Oviedo is next up. And Brian, what did he do this week?
1: Uh, it was better than last week, it still wasn't good. Uh, <laughs> five innings pitched, four earned runs, two walks, six strikeouts. So, um. Uh, I guess we were complaining that he was either insanely good or horrifically bad. And he's like, oh, I'll show you guys. I'm going to be completely average.
0: I'm going to find the middle ground.
1: Way to go, Louise! So next up, Ethan Hankins also uh, appeared in a spring training game. I think he pitched one inning, gave up a hit, uh, but got out of the jam. So nothing real crazy, but he's pitching which is a lot better than uh, his fellow first round.
0: Indeed. And so the last man on our top 10 is Sam Henkes. And I actually had to message you about this real quick because I forgot that he had pitched one game that he pitched, which completely changed the complexion of his week. So I'll let you go ahead and take it away.
1: Well, uh, the first game that he pitched was amazing. Uh, he went I think seven innings and didn't give up a run had didn't have a lot of walks like he just mowed people down. It was by far his best start of the season, which was actually his third straight start, I think without giving up an earned run or uh so I was so happy and I'm like okay he's 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 back now it's time to get those walks under control and then start mowing people down again. But then, uh, you know, he's like, Oh yeah, I'll show you. (laughs) And then in his last start, uh, which I believe was yesterday, uh, it did not go well. Um, you know, one of the things that has been good is even though he hasn't had the best season, he's still been get getting a lot of innings and he's going six innings every game. I think, uh, let's see, dating back. Well, I mean, he was given depth every game and then he had his shortest start of the season. Uh, on May 21st, which was yesterday. Yeah, yeah, Tuesday. So went three innings, gave up five hits, two runs, which isn't the worst thing in the world, Uh, but he did walk four and strike out two. So he's just, a week after going seven innings, four hits, no runs, one walk, six strikeouts, he's back to his old self with five hits, two earned runs, four walks, two strikeouts. So
0: He gave us a moment of thinking. Yeah. We were. He had become so the
1: one. We I mean, wanted that, that's him the be. thing that was holding him back and was holding me back from uh, making him like uh, one of my top ten uh, pitching prospects in the Indian system. Was I, I was not a fan of his uh, walk rate. Like he just does not have that same type of command that you need if you want to be a top, uh, you know, a good major league pitcher. So, and it doesn't seem like he's got that under control yet. But hey, you no, know, neither does Trevor Bauer right now. <laughs> so. It happens to people.
0: <laughs> oh. oh, no.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh,
0: so before we belabor the struggles of the Bauer, we'll just move on to the five best players from the entire Indians minor league system. And it was a good week. We've got Oscar Gonzalez, who a favorite of the podcast at this point, I think.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Gonzalez played seven games, batted 379 with a 400 on base percentage. You heard that. The on base percentage mm-hmm. was higher than his batting average for the week, which means he walked. <laughs> he got another walk a week after his teammates a week after his teammates made him kept the ball and had him sign it. Uh after getting his first walk of the season, he got another one. And then he also hit four doubles and a home run. So great week for Oscar Gonzalez. He is he is on a ridiculous stretch. I need to get this. Pull it up. Pull it up right now. This is... He's had four stretches this season where he has had a long hitting streak. Already. Um, Yeah. So far this season, he has only had four games where he didn't get a hit the whole season, which is insane. Uh, and he has hitting streaks of 8, 8, 11, and 7, which is current. <laughs> <laughs> so he literally will go a whole week or more with getting a hit. Then he's like, eh, I'll take a day off. And then he just gets, gets right back on. So he literally has not had back-to-back hitless games all season. He is an animal. He's an absolute animal. I am a huge Oscar Gonzalez fan as evidenced by later. We'll get to it, but uh, yeah. I believe you picked him up. Yeah, he's he's after Oscar Mercado graduated off of my Indians in the cupboard. I I selected Oscar Gonzalez, but so we'll get to that though.
0: Our next man is Ruben Cardenas, and these these this is a good slash line. Uh, I like a, the that's slash a line, Brian. What is slash it?
1: Slash line uh, for the week he batted four forty, four eighty two, and then one thousand eighty for the slugging. So two doubles, (laughs) a triple, and four home runs with a hit by pitch and a stolen base. He was an absolute monster, and he's having a terrific season. Uh, If you go back and and, and just look at his overall stats, um, I mean, he's really tearing the cover off the ball right now, which, I mean, I'm ecstatic about because uh, he was like an 18th round pick last year out of a small college and to see, uh, what he's been able to do, uh, it's, it's been impressive. And I mean, he's, he's turning himself into a, a potential prospect. Actually, I think for the season, he's betting about 300 OPS his he's OPSing 860 for the season. Really, really good. And, uh, but yeah, yeah. And, and his power is really, uh, showing right now as well. So uh, keep it up, Ruben. He didn't even start the season, I don't think. In uh, yeah, he was assigned April first, so maybe he did. Like, but uh, just really, really strong campaign that he's having so far. So
0: we'll go ahead and and move on to the next person on the list. Which, if you've been following the podcast, you will know that um, I I cut Will Benson from our Indians in the cupboard section. He was not performing, you know. He, it had been about a month, and he was hitting 150, 215, 217 in that time. And then, you know, I decided he wasn't going to be part of my unit. He wasn't going to be part of my team. And, Brian, what did he well, do this first week? Well, first
1: off, he was named a Midwest League Player of the Week. <laughs> so, congratulations, <laughs> Shut <up>. Will. Shut <laughs> uh, that is 370 you. with a 433 on base percentage, 741 slugging. He had three home runs and three stolen bases. And I believe he actually had a fourth home run, the one we were talking about uh, from the suspended game that took place yesterday. So he also hit one in that game in the first one. So, yeah, monster week for Will Benson. And I, I mentioned something to you uh, before the podcast, but it's just something that needs to be brought up is – with those three stolen bases, uh, he now has 14 stolen bases on the season with 10 home runs. So he is leading the Midwest league in home runs and he is second in the Midwest league in stolen bases. That does not happen very often. Uh, In in fact, uh, the there's only one player in all of minor league baseball right now with double digit home runs and stolen bases other than Will Benson. And it's Luis Robert. Like, a top 25 prospect in all of baseball in the White Sox system. So, uh, Will Benson is, I mean, he's streaky, but when he's on, he's insane. So, good job, Will.
0: I feel like I'm losing the game.
1: Hey, it happens. I I can't tell you how many times. I literally dropped Jake Bowers off my fantasy team yesterday, and then he goes and blasts a home run
0: today. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. So, I would rather have these guys go off and perform unbelievably well than me have bragging rights. Exactly. So who who is the next guy
1: on the list, Brian? All right. We got a pitcher, Juan Hillman. Do you guys remember Juan Hillman? I think uh, a lot of people forgot about him a little bit. But uh, last year, he repeated at Lake County and basically two seasons in a row that he did not pitch very well. Uh, He didn't really pitch that well last year either. Uh, But the Indians decided to give him a shot, move him up to high A uh, Lynchburg, and he's pitching great right now. Uh, He got off to a strong start, had a couple uh, missteps, and then his last three starts have been uh, no earned runs allowed. He's on a 22-inning streak without an earned run allowed. And then in his start this week – he went six and two-thirds innings, five hits, no earned runs, one walk, seven strikeouts. And I think he actually had a start today that is, we're not counting, but I think he went seven innings with no earned runs as well. So, I mean, he's just doing really, really well. And if for people that don't know who Juan Hillman is, and you might not because he's not on any of our prospect lists anymore, but he used to be a top 10 prospect. Yeah, he, he was a top 10 prospect in the Indian system. Uh, They drafted him in the second round, the year they got Tristan McKenzie. And people were thinking, you know, Hillman and McKenzie were like both really good high school uh, prep uh, arms. And McKenzie developed into a monster and Hillman really slowed down. Uh, Like he was actually doing better than McKenzie to start uh, when they were both at Mahoning Valley in their first uh, full season or half season. Uh, the year after they were drafted, uh, he started with like a 25 scoreless inning streak for there, and then he really fell off in the second half of that season, got got tired, and then the next two years he struggled, and everybody just kind of forgot about him, but uh, if he can tap back into, you know, that talent that he has, uh, he could actually, uh, you know, make make a name for himself again and get on those prospect lists, so. Uh, good job, Juan. I think his ERA for the season's back below three with this performance, and, and he's putting up uh, pretty good numbers. He's, he has uh, decent control this year, relatively low walk rate, and strikeout rate is up. And that's despite moving up a level. So he's not repeating this year, and he's pitching well.
0: So Juan Hillman, for me, is a great example of why prospect lists should be taken with a ramen packet, seasoning size of Salt. The
1: the two best performing pitchers in the whole Indian system this season are not on any of our prospect lists. <laughs> Eli Morgan and Zach Plasek. So which <laughs>
0: we've we've
1: talked plenty about them
0: because we're on top of our game, but Hillman, you've got a guy that was drafted with the idea that he would be an elite pitcher and maybe he had a few years where he wasn't, but now he's showing up finally and and sort of quote-unquote fulfilling that prophecy. He's a guy you want to keep an eye on the rest of the year for that reason.
1: From what I heard was he maybe wasn't taking his career as seriously as a lot of the other top prospects, and then this offseason he got taken under the wing by a few guys and had some really good influences and had a great off season and just came into the season really well prepared. So that's at least from what I heard. So, you know, maybe he just wasn't playing up to his potential before. And now he's, uh, you know, starting to realize it a little bit. So I'm definitely happy to hear that.
0: The one end note I will provide for this is that most out of the park baseball simulations I play, Juan Hillman's, He ends up being a Hall of Famer, so
1: I need to play more out of the park. Let's see what
0: happens. (laughs) (laughs) Who was our final five best from everywhere this week? Uh,
1: Final one: Eric Haas, uh, who just got promoted to Cleveland for the year uh, after uh, kind kind of of, for for, Roberto Perez had a (laughs) concussion. So Haas is up. He in his brief uh, amount of games that he played, he he actually got promoted mid game uh like they literally pulled him from the game <laughs> yep. and and what was funny was the other <laughs> catcher was dhing so they had to like play national league rules the rest of the game <laughs> if you look at the box score Oops. it's ridiculous uh because they lost their dh um so they just kept having to pinch hit for the pitcher um but uh, yeah, Eric Haas, in his brief amount of games this week batted four fifty five with a five sixty three on base percentage and a thousand slugging. So had, is that had, good? Yeah, anytime, anytime you get a, a number in front of that decimal point, that's good. That's real good. Okay, <laughs> that's just yeah. checking. And uh, what is that? A fifteen hundred OPS? <laughs> oh, Jesus!
0: And I've. Uh, Kevin Ploiecki, great. He went to Purdue. He was a great catcher there. Fine, fine. He's a man. He can catch the ball. He can call a game, whatever. It's been obvious for a couple of years now that that Eric has some serious home run power. And I, I was even looking at a chart on Twitter today and like, it, it's not confined to any field. He makes good contact. And he drives the ball and wherever it happens to be that he makes contact, that's the field it goes to like, it's a pretty even spread between left, center and right. And like for a catcher to have that kind of power, that's legitimately all fields and with the kind of arm that we know he has from the statistics and the scattering reports like he better not get called down after this. I'll be pissed. Well, I'll
1: be very angry. He probably will, but I hope that he at least gets to, to make a few appearances and hit a, hit a bomb because he had two more this week, scored six runs, walked four times, and he is leading all Indians, minor leaguers in home runs. Even Will Benson. Uh, He has either 11. I think it's 11. He hit number 11 this week. So uh, yeah. Eric is, he's a monster in terms of power. Now you mentioned that he makes good contact. I'd say when he makes good contact, it goes a long Wait, way. That's fair. He does have about a thirty <laughs> percent strikeout rate, so that's you know he's going to strike out at the major league level. Don't so when he does play at some point this week, don't get frustrated if he strikes out. It's going to happen. But if he hits the ball, I think it's going a long way. I think I think it's possible he hits a home run. And then yeah, as I mentioned, tough decision. Yeah, poor Tyler Freeman. Only batted four fourteen this week and did not make the cut. Scrub. Not that bum. Scrub. <laughs> so moving on to the sad news, uh, injury report. Uh, there weren't a ton of injuries, but uh, a couple of them were kind of important. We had, first off, uh, from Hi A Lynchburg. This is always kind of funny. They, they bring in veterans sometimes instead of just promoting org guys when people are injured. So there was an opening, so they had signed a guy named Brennan Bernard, Bernardino. And when just say it, and when somebody else got activated, say they it. sold Brennan Bernardino to Mexico. <laughs> 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 they, you can look it up. It
0: makes sense in baseball terms, yeah. but sold, just- yeah. yeah, we sold to New Mexico. <laughs> we were, we were down with it.
1: That's like that April Fool's joke where they told that guy that he got traded to Japan. <laughs> For Kobayashi, (laughs) the hot dog eater. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, yeah, so that was the only uh, injury slash release or transaction at Lynchburg level. Uh, Then there was a lot of injuries, actually, at the Lake County level. Uh, Catcher Angel Lopez went on the seven-day injured list for an unknown reason. Uh, Reliever Thomas Pondichelli went on. The injured seven day injured list with a finger laceration. Juan Mota, right hand pitcher, uh, kind of a piggyback starter, uh, went on the seven mm-hmm. day IL with a blister. And my boy Raymond Burgos, uh, is on the seven day IL with left forearm soreness. And we potentially saw this coming after his last two, two starts yeah. ago, or even during the last podcast, we mentioned that somebody scouting the game had said that his velocity was down and uh, his control was a little erratic.
0: And so, Jesus Christ, let's hope it's just forearm soreness.
1: Forearm is forearm's I, I a lot want better. I to
0: report on this next week.
1: Yeah, I'll take a forearm over elbow and shoulder every day of the week.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So, back to yeah. promotions and activations for the week. Uh, Eric Haas to MLB. Way to go, Eric. Uh, Deano Navarro, veteran catcher was activated at AAA. uh, Adam Pletko was promoted to Cleveland. Uh, Matt White
0: had a good start. Yeah. Had a
1: great start. Uh, and people were giving him crap or saying, you know, he, he was inconsistent in, in his, uh, and just pointing out the overall stats of his two starts, but his first start was awful. He went one third of an inning. Uh, His second start at Columbus was tremendous. He took a no-hitter into the fifth inning and only gave up one run total. So I think he was, you know, I think it's a lot more like his second start was how he did in his uh, MLB debut for the season. So uh, Matt Whitehouse was promoted from Akron to Columbus. Uh, He's basically a long reliever that can start, a veteran of the Indian system. Uh, He kind of jumps up and down between uh, depending on the need, but he's there after Pletko was sent to Cleveland. At Akron, uh Tyler Fries was activated and infield. And then Luke Eubank was activated from Mahoning Valley, a right hand pitcher uh taking the pitching spot from Matt Whitehouse. And then at uh high A to take to fill in the void after uh Mr uh, Bernardino got sold to Mexico. Uh, Adam Scott was activated off of the injured list in Lynchburg, uh, left-hand pitching prospect. He was a reliever last year, uh, and was a fourth round pick by the Indians as a college senior. And he is being stretched out into a starter, pitched, uh, four solid innings. I think shutout innings, uh, in his start this week. Okay. So he's, he's not, yeah, he's not a guy that's going to be giving you like six, seven innings yet. They're stretching him out but uh, he's averaging about four innings per start, but he's having a pretty solid season so far. And then a bunch of activations at Lake County as well to, to make up for the injuries. Uh, Gian Paul Gonzalez got promoted to Lake County from extended spring training to catcher to take uh, Angel Lopez's position. Uh, Veteran pitcher, Evan Mitchell got assigned to Lake County. Uh, Did not go well, by the way, in his appearance. uh, If you look up his stats, um, Jose Fermin, who is a former top international signing by the Indians about three years ago, was activated off of the injured list. He'll be back at playing second base, a double team combination with Tyler Freeman. Uh, And then a pair of right-handed pitchers uh, rejoined Alex Royalty. uh, I believe a uh, ninth or 11th round pick from last season was activated off of the injured list and he'll be uh, making some starts and reliever right-hand pitcher Riley Eccles was promoted from extended spring training. So that is our promotions, activations and injuries of everything transactions for the week.
0: We move on now to Indians in the cupboard. This is where we pick a couple of players, um, a pitcher and hitter each that we have decided to track. We can drop them at any time, but the fun is that they are outside of the top 10 of the Indians prospect list. And so we're sort of trying to bring attention to the guys that aren't necessarily there in the national media sense or even in the local media sense, but that we think are doing a great job. So for me this week, uh, Kyle Nelson, again, no earned runs. He is now, since I picked him up, At 10.2 innings pitched, 15 strikeouts, and has only allowed four hits, he continues to destroy people. And then once the people are destroyed, he bends over and spits on their
1: faces. (laughs) Yeah, uh, he's sensational. Uh, Nelson is definitely one of the top relief prospects in the entire Indian system. He's right up there with Nick Sandlin and James Karinchek, And he's a guy that I think is going to be making... Uh, a serious impact in Cleveland in the near future. He just looks great,
0: and I'm excited for it. Uh, I dropped Will Benson, of course, uh, and so the next person that I've picked up is Mark Matthias. He is my new hitter. He's interesting. Uh, not necessarily started out as a, a big time prospect. He but was.
1: He he wasn't huge, but he was a I think a third round pick by right. the Indians. And he skipped uh, – he was one of those college bats that they skipped uh, a level with him. And and he's just – he'd been good, but he, he got slowed down by the injury bug was what happened. He basically spent two to three seasons in a row in uh, Akron. Just couldn't get out of there because he kept getting hurt and not putting up great numbers when he was healthy. He's, he's having a pretty good season in AAA.
0: I mean in the month of May, Monster. he has hit 364, 438, 618 for the season in Triple A. He's hit 276, 359, 439. And he's playing a very good defensive second base. And so And he's right-handed. As much he certainly is. And as much as I love I love Jason Kipnis as a player, I'll never forget May of 2015 when he threatened to upend records by people like Ty Cobb and Ted Williams with his on-base streak, where he almost got on base three times or more, like 10 games in a row. But, I mean, the way the team looks and the way that things are going... Uh, we're getting to the point where money doesn't matter and maybe experience that we give to people is more important and i know we still have a winning record and it's controversial to say but jesus christ we're such a boring team and i feel so bad watching us play baseball i'm well oh that felt good yeah, to say i'm with
1: you so it's <laughs> so i'll i'll have more to say about this but it actually involves a question that we were asked so i will wait <laughs> So my guys were Oscar Gonzalez, who I replaced Oscar Mercado with, I mentioned earlier. And Gonzalez, as we mentioned, was one of our top five players of the week after 379, 400, 621 slash line. Went 11 for 29 this week in his 30 plate appearances. So my man, Oscar, uh, just I mean, the guy can just flat out hit.
0: I should have seen that ride the Oscars was the right strategy, yeah, but I missed you it. you blew
1: it. You blew it. I just, I fucking blew it. Shit. I'm, I'm very happy that I did, though. So keep it up, Oscar Gonzalez. I can't believe this guy. I mean, I understand that not getting walks is holding him back, <laughs> but it shouldn't hold him back so much that he's not on any prospect rankings or anything. Because, I mean, this wasn't even in the LGT top 20 after leading all Indians t- minor leaguers in hits last season. And and led all full-season Indians minor leaguers in batting average. So I understand, doesn't walk, but there's more to it than that. I mean, the guy can just hit. So on the season, he's still for the se- I mean, this w- week, he made the list for batting 379. On the season, he's batting like 364. <laughs> so it was just a regular week no for him. I think he's had double-digit hits in almost – in more than half of his games. So he's he's a monster. He really is. Uh, and then, obviously, my guy, Raymond Burgos, was my pitcher, and he got hurt this week. He got pulled from his start after four and one-third innings um, due to an injury. The forearm uh, had given up three runs, had struck out six, and only walked one at the time. Uh, so, I mean, he was – on his way to a potential quality start. Uh, so I still say, you know, during my run with uh, Raymond, you know, even though I don't think he ever went more than five innings, uh, in any of his starts this year. Oh, he did. He went five and one third in one start, but, uh, he, he's, he's been pretty good this season, 344 ERA, 40 strikeouts and 36 innings pitched. So, you know, good strikeout rate, decent walk rate. Um, so I'm, I'm relatively happy with uh, my selection of Raymond. But if he's injured, we can't follow him right now. So I will be picking a new pitcher. I think I'm going to go with Eli Morgan. Eli Morgan. You, hey. But go ahead.
0: I was going to suggest Eli Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever. <laughs> Just do whatever you want. Brian. Yeah. It's fine.
1: <laughs> Just channeling, you know, my inner sidekick. But yeah, Eli Morgan is going to be my, my selection. And I'm kind of cheating because he pitched today and we get to use that towards next week. And, and he was insane. So
0: <laughs> He continues to be insane. Yeah. And Eli Morgan is just such a good baseball name, too. Did you know, you know
1: it was posted since the start of last season? He is top five in all of minor league baseball in strikeouts. I can only
0: get so hyped. I can only handle so much.
1: But yeah, yeah, Eli Morgan, he's... He's talented. Even he doesn't hit, you know, the upper nineties or anything with his fastball, but he has an insane changeup, and he makes batters miss, and he's still making batters miss despite being promoted to Akron. Like well, hasn't missed a beat. So he's doing exactly what we were hoping he would do. Because I was like, why isn't he in Akron to start the season? And <laughs> now he is, and he's killing it. So keep it up, Elon.
0: So we got a couple of uh, questions here, yeah. which you can always ask we are always yep. accepting questions. Yeah, so yeah. For yeah. Indians and before on deck.
1: we answer questions, we, we put out a tweet. So on a uh, Matt's Twitter, and then I usually retweet it. Let's go tribe Twitter retweets it usually. And we ask for questions the day we record. So every Wednesday, but if you're impatient, you can send us one on our Twitter accounts at any time. You can email uh, questions to us at any time and we'll answer them each week on the podcast.
0: So the first one this week is from Daniel Harris, and he asked, who is the next player to make a, a push into the infield?
1: So I would say by a push, you'd mean, you know, potentially we're pushing somebody out. <laughs> and
0: Exactly. That's how I interpreted yeah. it, too.
1: Yeah. So that they- there's two. Uh, there's two obvious ones at this point, because you can't pick Yu Chang. He's been hurt all season, and when he has played, he hasn't played well. So he's just hasn't had a good season, Uh, but Mark Mathias, who is your new boy, um, if he keeps just killing the ball. And obviously I don't think this actually does happen unless there is an injury, but uh, Mathias can step in and play second base and do a nice job. He's good. Has a good range. He's quick and he can hit well. So I think, uh, Worst case, he's the second baseman next year, unless uh, something happens. Um, So I definitely think that he's going to make a push. And Bobby Bradley is the other one uh, with Jake Bowers struggling and also with all, you know, having some vacancies in the outfield. Bowers can just kind of stick around and left in the outfield instead of having to play first base. And um, you can move Bobby Bradley up and he can share first base with. Uh, Carlos Santana, and DH. Uh, I think it's very possible that within the next couple months, if Bobby Bradley can get get hot and stay hot, he's going to make a push to get some playing time in Cleveland.
0: I even feel like it's stupid now that we have three catchers on the roster because Roberto Perez got hit in the face
1: by a fastball. Perez should be on the... The concussion injury list. Absolutely. He should
0: be right on the now. I.L. It, it, there's no question. If he's going to miss it.
1: five games. Let him miss seven. You know, have be be show some precaution. I mean, I, when, when have the Indians ever not shown uh, caution and then it bit him in the butt? I mean, it never happens. Huh? So. So, yeah, I'm totally with you. They, they, they absolutely could have made another move.
0: I just hope that Haas shows up and forces a couple of questions and then we can have two good catchers and bring up good infielders that we think can affect the team positively.
1: Yeah. The thing is though, does Poliwecki have options? I don't care. <laughs> I mean, he's I really not don't. bad. He really isn't. So, I mean, that's the thing is, you know, Poliwecki not, not a bad catcher. He's not. So
0: but how I, much I, of that I'm a big is...
1: fan of Haas though, too, though. I really am. So I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do.
0: How much of Plobecki's value is caught up in his ability to shut down teams in the ninth inning.
1: On the mound. <laughs> he is a darn good uh, fill-in-because-we're-getting-killed pitcher.
0: It's the best 78-mile-an-hour hey, fastball I've ever seen.
1: I would trust him with my life in the 18th <laughs> inning.
0: <laughs> so our last question this week is from Matt Obendorf. How long until Tyler Freeman is promoted from Lake County? And Brian, take it away.
1: Okay. It's possible. Uh, It's not a guarantee. I mean, I definitely think that he's ready based on the improvements he's made this year with his uh, strikeout rate staying about the same and tripling or quadrupling even his walk rate. Um, Because he's a monster. Yeah, he is. He's an absolute (laughs) monster. Uh, But uh, the Indians didn't promote him last year, and... He was the best player in uh, the New York Penn League by a country mile. I mean, literally, I think he won the batting title by about 40 points. Uh, I mean, he, he was tops in almost every offensive category except home runs, like the, the real heavy power categories in the league. And how um, dare
0: he as a shortstop, not yeah, lead exactly. in that.
1: And, and he's he's starting to hit a few home runs. He's got three or four now. So, uh, I mean, he he absolutely tore the cover off the ball. I think he had – there was only one or two Indians in the entire system that had more doubles than him, even though he only played half a season. (laughs) That's how good he was last year, and the Indians never promoted him. So they could just be patient with him and keep him – stuck in Lake County purgatory all season, he might be forcing their, their mind, their issue, the issue to get promoted because of the improvements in his walk rate. So getting on base over four hundred forty 40% of the time while still tearing the cover off the ball, uh, and not being that bad, uh, in terms of defense. And also he's right behind Will Benson in the league lead in steals. So, uh, Yeah, he's he's a special player. He really is. And it's only a matter of time until he's promoted, but uh, typically the Indians promote only off of real need. Luke Wakamatsu is currently at uh, high A, doing relatively well. Not great, but uh, not bad enough that they need to make a change. So uh, if they do promote him, it's not going to happen until at least – after the all-star break for the Midwest league. And they might not do it at all based on what their history, at least uh, after last season, when he was insane and they did.
0: not And this is a case in which Brian, I sincerely hope you're wrong. Yeah. (laughs) I I really want to see him get promoted. And I think you feel the same way. Yeah,
1: I'd like to see him and Will Benson get promoted.
0: The problem is that most of the time you're right. (laughs) And so damn it. I don't think they will.
1: It could. I, I do think that it could happen by the end of the season, but I don't think it's going to happen as soon as people would like. Yeah. That's, that's the main thing.
0: There's a lot of things this season that I don't think will happen as soon as people would like. hmm And that's tough. Anyway, thank you, everyone, for listening to another edition of Indians on Deck. Brian, I think we've touched all the braces. Is there, is there anything else that you want to uh, address tonight?
1: No, nope, I think we... Uh... We touched all the braces, as you
0: said. I was going to ignore the fact that I (laughs) pronounced that incorrectly, but I appreciate you pointing it out.
1: Happy. Happy to help.
0: Keep an eye on our request for questions next week. We'll be happy to answer them. And thank you again for listening. Have a good night.